God. So what up, Rodney? Uh, we hey, Mike, what up? About this, man. So, like, what books are you reading right now? Let's see. Books I'm reading right now. Um, Let's get inside the mind of Rodney. <laughs> um, right now, I'm reading Atomic Habits, and I'm reading Spiritual Leadership right now, currently. All these self-betterment books that you love, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big advocate and a big, you know, wanting to self-prove in my life and, you know, wanting to um, give that same knowledge in that same way towards the next people who I meet. It makes sense. So, you know, they uh, the, the statistics show that um, people that the people that are the primary consumers of self-help books and things of that nature mm-hmm. uh, like are going to be men. Men primarily read nonfiction while women are the bigger uh, mm-hmm. consumers of fiction. No, I guess that means I got like I guess that means I'm like part woman because I love fiction, but I think that's just you know the creative in me because I write like that. Mm -hmm. But I think what really got me wrapped up in fiction and why I love reading is my favorite art, my favorite authors growing up were Robert Ludlum and um, Tom Clancy. Mm -hmm. And for those people that don't know, you know. Robert Ludlum wrote the Jason Bourne books, the Bourne's trilogy, well, not trilogy, saga. And all of his writing was in the same kind of vein as that. And for anyone, you know, doesn't know Tom Clancy and doesn't play any of the games, uh, if you've seen like Jack Reacher or Jack Ryan or any of those things, like Netflix is doing a lot of his stuff. Not Netflix, I'm sorry, Amazon. They're doing a lot of his stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what he re- basically wrote for. Uh, for a uh, for books and he start he made a lot of games as well like military games and su- such like Rainbow Six Vegas and uh Ghost uh goodness yeah Ghost War no it's uh Ghost Recon goodness okay um a lot of stuff like that so I personally love it and I think what I love about that stuff the most and what hooked me as a kid was I've always had a great imagination and mm-hmm. they use such great imagery and their writing like especially mm. ludlum because his was more like in the vein of like spy and espionage thing everything was described so perfectly that i can actually remember the i think it was the jansen directive when i was reading that i can honestly still remember certain scenes from the book be, and even where I was when I read them, like, cause it was one of them was, I was in actually in class reading and I can remember reading it and visualizing in my head what this must've looked like. Cause they just, he just did such a great job describing the rooms, the time of day and how dark it was outside and the time period it was in, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, the way everything was, the way the guy moved and all of these other things, the interactions, I was able to, you know, make the accents in my mind of how the people spoke just because of how well it was written. And so, I, you know, I guess this is where it comes from, with especially with the way I write. And now I say mm-hmm. all that to say, because, you know, Apostle was saying today in the men's meeting, like, what books are you reading? And I was sitting in my head, I was thinking... Everybody talking about some of these books that are like self care and help and care, and I'm reading the Stephen King's A Memoir of the Craft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, pops. Uh, I'm reading something a little different than what y'all are reading. <laughs> no, no, no. But this is a this is a helpful book. Why? Uh-huh. Because this one actually is helping me to write my first books. Uh-huh. Because this is not a typical Stephen King like oh uh, you know suspense horror novel. Mm-hmm. This a memoir of the craft is described is him talking about his childhood, how he got into writing and how he started his style of writing, mm-hmm. how he's his habits, all of that. It's mm-hmm. actually an informative book that's actually helping me to grow as a writer. Now, that's mm-hmm. not the only thing I'm reading, because I'm also going back and rereading uh, Opening the Courts of Heaven. Mm-hmm. So there's the spiritual help book uh, whenever I open it anyway. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, um, reading is definitely, um, definitely important, um, especially as a like one of the things um, I've heard someone say one time. They said leaders are readers. Um, you definitely have to 
read. Um, definitely have to elevate your minds to consume different authors, different thoughts, different words. And even on, on a word level, like sometimes my vocabulary, it increases when I read books and like I would look at definitions on certain words I've never heard before. And I would try to incorporate that into my everyday vernacular. So um, plus like it's so many, it's so many different books out there. Um, it, it was so amazing. Like I remember it was this movie that um, is called like Fahrenheit 451, I believe. Um, it was a book, but That's I remember. Book. Um, oh, I was about to yeah. say, yeah. I started yeah, reading so, that before. That's why I can't yeah. watch the movie because I never mm -hmm. finished the book. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's really crazy how when I saw the movie, um, how you know, like they made it like illegal to read books, and like they would get like the quote unquote people who were, like police, and they would go to different places, and if they saw you reading, like they would like they would like kill you or they like burn the books, and I'm like, yo, that's so crazy how like man, reading is so powerful, man. It's like we gotta definitely incorporate more reading for real. Like now, like Mike, I don't know if this ever happened to you during summer, like you know how like when you're out of school. And then you're like some type of parent would like, I want you to read, read this book and write a report and tell me on like, what is that that you wrote? Listen, fam, I thought I was the only one. My mom did that <laughs> every summer with us. That's how I discovered Robert Ludlum. Because mm -hmm. one day I'm inside the inside of the library. You know, I don't know if kids realize what that is nowadays. Um, I'm in a public library because uh, we used to walk up there and. I would, uh, the first time I discovered Robert Ludlum, I just fell in love with, him. I'm talking about in middle school. Mm -hmm. And for anything I didn't understand, I had a dictionary right next to me. Because again, remember, this is, the age, this is the age before cell phones like that. Like, I think in middle school, I think the Razor might have just come, no, it might have just came out. My mom had a Nokia. All right, let's mm -hmm. put it that way. You know, one of the brick phones that could survive a nuclear war. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> this was back then, and I was so in love with it, and it was just like, oh, summertime reading—that's fine. She was. She said mm -hmm. she wanted us to read at least two books over the summer. That's one a month. That's not. That's not a big deal, right? Yeah. Bro, I was putting down like one a week, once every two weeks. Yeah. So I'd go to the library, and I forget how many. I think it was like five books is the max you could check out. Dog, mm -hmm. I check out like five books. I'd mm -hmm. bring them back at the end of the month. Go get five more. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I was an avid reader because also the way it was growing up for us, like, you know how hot Georgia gets in the summers. Mm -hmm. Parents don't tell, make their kids go out in the summertime when it's the hottest in Georgia. Right. Kids are always going to be inside. They're going to be just some kind of activities. Right. Like people always talk about, oh, my parents made me get out the house and this and this. Yeah. When I was in Michigan, that was true. But when I moved down mm -hmm. here and it was 100 degrees, my mom was like, there are no children outside. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not making you guys go outside. She's like, it's too hot mm -hmm. for that. And also, y'all not built for this yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> no, it, it was it was legit. We just moved down from Michigan. Like, we moved down the second semester of my fifth grade year, fam. Like, so in sixth grade, when I do my first book thing and I'm experiencing my first summer is the summer sixth grade year. Like, yeah, I ain't like, yo, y'all going outside. She was like, no, 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 no. From the hours of... I think it was from the hours of 12 o'clock to 4.35 o'clock. We weren't allowed outside. Mm. It wasn't even an option. During those times, it was you have to be inside because it is too hot for you to go outside. Like, we're not playing that. In fact, a lot of the times we would bring the dog into the garage. Like, the garage door opened and everything. Like, we could chill mm -hmm. in the garage, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, a friend wanted to come over, and we'd chill in the garage. But it was, it's too hot for y'all to be going outside. So, it was a lot of reading going on. And, um, yeah, I just, I fell in love with Robert Ludlum and his works, man. Like, in fact, man, I kind of want to go back and read some of those again. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, uh, it's, it's, it's something. And, you know, when we, it's one of the things we talked about in the meeting today was which you should have, you know, kind of like paying attention was, um, <laughs> being a, being a balanced man. Mm. Wow. It's not about having the most emotional intelligence, the most spiritual intelligence, the most financial intelligence. We were going all over those, right? Relationship, <laughs> whatever. 
um, or regular intelligence. It's not about having the most and being the best in an area. It's about being the, it's about being balanced. You don't want to be unbalanced as a, uh, unbalanced at all. Like you want to make sure mm-hmm. you're, uh, balanced, not just as a believer, but as a man, you want to make sure you're balanced. You want to make sure that, you know, you can, um, you want to make sure that you can, you can be the, uh, uh, well-rounded in everything. You don't have mm-hmm. to necessarily be a master in one of those areas. Like you don't have to be intellectually the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the, you don't have to be the best at any of them, but it's important to not be unbalanced as a man. Mm-hmm. because of what really because of what un, being unbalanced is going to bring you and so it was really something to you know to go over all of that and just be studying all of that and you know discussing different things today and one of the things about balance that I was really learning is also like you know your self-improvement what are you actively doing to improve yourself in your life like because mm-hmm. as a man you should be actively doing different things to grow I agree. You don't want to stay in a place where you're stagnant and, you, and everything. And so mm-hmm. I had to think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, so I've been screwing around for the past couple months, like since I stopped school. So I stopped school in March. So let's say April and May. All right. I've been screwing around. I ain't been doing a bunch of stuff that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. So how do I get back on that? And I actually thought about that recently, like, we were on a, a, a Thursday. I went and before we had our Bible study for, you know, for us and cruise control, I went and downloaded. I had to go download a. Some uh, I had to go download. um. Goodness, Pro Tools. I went and downloaded Pro Tools on my computer. Oh, so, no. Yes, I'm going to be using that for the pod, hopefully soon after I figure mm-hmm. out how to use everything in it. But also, I'm going to be using it because I want to use Pro Tools for my uh, for music and stuff. Because yeah, yeah, because I'm still I got I I realized that I need to get back to learning to play. Why? Because when school was so bad, because you know I was going and taking five week, you know, every my courses were compressed into five weeks. Mm-hmm. I was not getting. I I didn't have time for anything else. Shoot, I didn't mm-hmm. have time to sleep. So mm-hmm. the learning to play piano and the writing kind of stopped. So I realized that I needed to right now. I was like, yo, I got to get back in the swing of things. So I'm starting to get more. I'm starting to set things up to get disciplined enough to start doing that again, which is why I had to pick up the Stephen King book again. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like, Ronnie, there shouldn't be any reason why I got, like, four different book ideas and the synapses were all of them down. I got the first two chapters of one of the books written and I haven't touched them any in, like, a year. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, the God gives you gifts. He gives mm-hmm. you talents and abilities. Those mm-hmm. talents and abilities are for the body first, but they are also for you in life. I agree. Like, while I'm sitting here talking about how hard, like, you know, like, finances and stuff is and, like, how I'm struggling and stuff or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Who's to say I couldn't have been out of the struggling two, two, three years ago when he gave me the first book idea? Who's to say Mm -hmm. that wasn't God saying, hey, this is how I'm about to bring you out of this right now? Mm -hmm. You know, while I know that he's telling me to go to school for psychology and I want to be a clinical psychologist because of my, my, you know, past with, you know, different things than my brother and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that's not God setting me up by getting a undergrad in psychology. And maybe mm-hmm. he's not going to have me going to get a, my PhD. Mm-hmm. Maybe the undergrad is what mm-hmm. he desires for me to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? For exactly for the purpose of pushing forth the writing, mm-hmm. maybe the psychology degree isn't for me to go and to be a straight up psychologist like that. Maybe that's so I can be able to take things from a different perspective and be able to speak to people differently when I'm talking and speaking the word over them. Mm-hmm. 
these are things that I've been starting to realize over the past month mm-hmm. now, like how I've been so tunnel vision on, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I got to do this. I got to do this. And it's like, mm-hmm. but what does the Holy Spirit say? Nah, for real. The Holy Spirit yeah. told me to go get the degree, go back to school for it. The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit didn't give me any other instructions besides that. Mm-hmm. So while I'm sitting here planning for five, 10 years down the line in a profession of it, I never bothered to ask the Holy Spirit if that's what he had desired for me and for my life upon mm-hmm. getting this degree or getting the fin- completing the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I know, I just, I just well, did a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. It's, um, Rodney. Rodney. Playing that plan, and I'm going to get this by this time, man. Rodney, you got to repeat this because all that, bro. That. You got to repeat all that. You cut out. Oh, sorry. Literally everything. Oh, sorry. My bad. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. So, like I was saying, as just to piggyback off of what you were saying, I do, as humans, we do like to be certain and to make a plan and go strictly by that and we will definitely lean our own understanding based off of that but we will never know the fullness of what god is trying to do with that like we will never know hey i may go in for undergraduate because i know i'm about to become this major doctor but like how you said maybe he's doing this so i can learn how to communicate with different people and who knows something may happen towards the end where you get it but okay now you got the degree i'm taking you down this route because now you got the skills and the knowledge off of what has been taught to you. I think there's really a bigger spectrum on, and this is what I told myself um, while I was in prayer a few days ago, is like, Lord, even though you may not know, you might give me the fullness or the big picture of why you're making me going through this season, but I'm going to use my gifts day by day and let you lead the way, no matter what what happens. No, let, let your will be done. And I've gotten to that point where now, like now it's it's okay. Like, use my gifts however you would like because I know my joy comes from you having joy. So, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that one for sure. Right. And it, for me, it was a big revelation because I was looking back and I was like, do you know the amount of personal growth I've had since I started this degree program? It's a been lot. crazy. It's changed the way I look at things. It's changed the way I communicate. Mm-hmm. I was telling, I think I was telling Christina this the other day. I didn't know how bad of a communicator I was Mm. until I got into this psych program and learned how to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that it will teach you, especially the last class I took, right? Intro to Mm -hmm. uh, psychoanalysis. It's going to teach you how to effectively be a communicator. And it's going to teach you even more so how to be the best listener. That's important. That's definitely important as a communicator is to listen as well. And so I started looking at that and I was like, man, look, like this is helping me on a personal level mm-hmm. so much with everything I've learned in these classes. It's helping me on a personal level. And then you know what else I realized? It really drove my hunger for knowledge, but it, it like revived it. Because even growing up, I always had a hunger, right, for knowledge. I always wanted to read no more. But over the over the years, it's grown stagnant. I guess since I kind of become since I become an adult, right? Um, my years for my my yearning for knowledge has kind of like been suppressed. I would say by you know other things and life itself, whatever. But even with that, like you can see, even within like jobs and everything, I always have to know everything. Mm-hmm. It might not be my job, but I just have to know how everything functions, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm now noticing since I've been back in school, like that hunger and thirst for knowledge is coming back. Even so much to the point where like I've been watching nothing. The only thing I've been watching on TV and, and, and whatever when I have time and I can put something on is nature and animal documentaries and whatever, right? He ain't lying, guys. He's definitely I, that's, not lying. That's it. That's That's literally it. <laughs> like my brothers asked me if you watch this you watch this no but have you watched this new chimp documentary on netflix <laughs> dog 
Did you know chimps live like, like yeah, how long they live? There's a chimp in there that's 42 years old. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, bro, I didn't know like they had lifespans like that. But their lifespans yeah. are closer to ours than they are anything else. Chimps can live. I mean, they ain't live for like, you know, they ain't getting 80 years, but they live. And so I'm sitting here and I'm 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 watching these nature documentaries on all these different kinds of animals. And you know one thing it's actually helping me with? What's that? I'm drawing comparisons to different behaviors and animals out in the wild in nature. Mm-hmm. And how we can learn from them. For sure. I'm literally applying this to some of the psycholo- psychology stuff that I've learned where I was sitting there look, listen, looking and I was like, man, like, you know, somebody was struggling with X, Y, and Z. They could really benefit from watching, let's say, the symbiotic relationship between uh, these storks. I think it's storks. Yeah, storks and alligators. They could benefit from that relationship. Well, watching that relationship on how storks, they build these nests. And I think it's storks. Don't people, if y'all know this, don't come at me. Um, (laughs) But it's a bird. Anyway, there's a bird that they build their nest above alligators where the alligators are nesting. Because if they build their nest above where the alligators are nesting, they know that the squirrel rat or raccoons and all these other animals that would come to eat their young can't come around there now. So it's a beneficial relationship between, uh, between them because also the ones that the, the ones that they know are not going to survive. They push them out the nest. Are you gator food now? So it's a symbiotic relationship. They both benefit. Something that looks like it should be something that should be completely dangerous and seem illogical. They've turned into a relationship to benefit the to benefit them mm-hmm. to help them out in life. And it that right there just made me look and I was like, man, sometimes we just got to look at our thinking and, ch- and be able to switch things around for our situations. Like we got to look at situations, some situations differently and spin it to. How can, instead of going, man, this sucks, look how dangerous this is, I'm around these alligators or whatever, you go, how can this benefit me? Mm -hmm. How can I use this situation that doesn't look good to benefit me? Mm -hmm. Nah, for real, that's definitely how you look at situations. Um, Oh my God, what did, who who said that? I I think it was... um, Let's burn. No, I'm not having a bad day. I'm having a character building day. You said you and think it was who? Because you disappeared again. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So Les Brown. Okay. Right. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Now I hear you. You said Les Brown. Can, yeah. Um, I think someone asked him. Are you having a bad day? And then he says, I'm not having a bad day. I'm having a character building day. And mm. we have to realize like, it's through those moments when our character is getting refined and rebuilt. And don't get me wrong, having those bad days sucks. Like, you know, I wish we can have, you know, good days, peachy key days, everything's smooth and steady. But then you have to realize, like, how do we grow in life as believers, as husbands, as wives, as workers um in our careers if we don't go through challenges and tribulations we have to go through these things to get better so god can take us to the next level um different show mike i like how you said how is this helping me and we i we have to look at those things in just that realm most definitely bro mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure uh, we go on 24 minutes now. It's time for us to get into the actual topic, unless we're just going to turn this into a self-help. <laughs> <laughs> self, wait, that this will do like, so what, self-help what? Part what? <laughs> God, who knows? Let's go. All right, let, let's get into it. So last week we talked about what, uh, you know, after salvation, what now? Um, and we're going to continue on the after salvation theme and talk about finding a church community and discovering your place in said community 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. After you, you know, after you know, you enter salvation. The biggest one, the the most, I think the most important fact, uh, the most important thing you can do for yourself afterwards is finding the correct community for you. Now, sometimes God will go ahead and tell you which one is. And sometimes you got to do what you're exploring for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there are things that are in a community that are going to benefit you that you can't get on your own. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Jesus founded the church. Like for all these people that are like to go say, well, we don't got to go to church. Jesus made the church. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a reason he did it. One, because the accountability and things. Yeah, I know. I said that cuss word, people. What would um, you say? Accountability. Ooh, that's a cuss word for sure. I know. that. Uh, listen, our listenership shows it. Mm-hmm. The fact that the only podcast we have that has zero listens is accountability. Just saying. Yeah, that, that don't shows like that you word. people don't want to hear about that. But mm-hmm. it's so important to your growth. Having being being accountable to somebody is so important for your growth. Allowing yourself to be accountable and be to grow. Um mm-hmm. but that's not all the community is there for. A community is there to support you, they're there to educate and help you. Um, and that's a, by the way, that support thing that's in so many different ways that supports mm-hmm. you in life, supports you in your endeavors. A community, a church community is really supposed to become a family to you. Mm-hmm. Think of this way when Jesus was talking in the, uh, when the crowd or whatever, and his disciples were like, Hey, yo, your mom and sisters are here and they want to speak to you, like this is your family. And he was like, So I'm supposed to just put all these people in the back burner for them. Like they my family too. And right now they come first. And that should tell you right there the connection, like the the importance of having that church community, that church family is. Mm-hmm. So you getting into the community and finding a community is 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 paramount for your growth. Or Otherwise, you're going to end up really staying a babe in Christ. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Paul talks about this a lot. Like, you want to be able to grow up. James talks about it, too. You want to grow up and be a mature Christian, a mature believer, not sitting here as a babe sucking on milk. You want to eat the meat of the word, but you can't eat the meat if you can't grow. And you're not you can't grow on your own. I'm sorry. It's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. No one has grown on their own. Everyone in the word had somebody they were accountable to. Everyone in the word had somebody that was pushing them, had a motivator, had a someone in like-minded and or with them. All mm-hmm. of them. Like y'all think these folks were by themselves? They weren't. Who was Paul with? Paul's with Barnabas at first. He was with Silas. Paul had the twelve, the other tw- the mm-hmm. well, the eleven with him. All the disciples went out as pairs. Mm-hmm. As Jesus instructed them to. But they had each other. It was 12 of them. 12 strong. And no matter what. They were still going out in pairs. As much power as they had. As much authority as they had. That the Holy Spirit gave them. They went out in pairs. Because you don't do any of this alone. Mm-hmm. The church community in Acts. When we look at it. They said they everybody sold all their possessions. And if anybody was lacking something. They were given. They were taken care of. Mm-hmm. That's the power of that community. It does. And when you get into a community, it's important to discover where you fit in because it talks about mm-hmm. the bo- the body of Christ being like a body. Mm-hmm. And everyone is has a different purpose and function. And everybody, you know, is like a different part of the body, like a different limb or whatever. Listen, everybody's not going to be a pastor. Everyone's not going to be an apostle. Everyone's not going to be called to be evangelist, whatever, preacher. Everyone's not called to be a prophet. Everyone's not called, called to be a teacher. It's, it's, but everything still has to function and flow. You ever been to a big church, a really big church that didn't have greeters? Or didn't have ushers. Didn't have deacons. Those people are not the most important people in the church, you would think. 
but everything has its purpose. Everything is important. What's your thoughts, Rodney? Nah, for real. Um, I think with that you nine times out of ten, nobody likes being told what to do, especially when you get older as an adult, you know, you start to grow your independence where you have your own car, your own house, you know, you got money. I do feel like once the the best thing about a community is they're able to point out if you're going in the wrong direction. And some people, some people are not going to take that correction um positive in a positive manner, let's say that. But I do think community is definitely important for real because like how it relates towards what we talked about earlier when it comes to challenges and trials, it's it's with growth. Being around the right people will help you grow because they want to see you win. They want to see you to not fall or be lukewarm or go in the wrong direction. Because, you know, like how you said, Mike, like as believers, we're a spiritual family. And, you know, we do want to make sure we bring each other up in the most upright, most holy and most moral way as, as possible. So I do think accountability is definitely important, especially if you have an accountability partner someone who you shouldn't be afraid to be vulnerable with, to be open with, to um, come to when it's time for prayer, when it's time for um, guidance, or just even just just event. Those things are necessary when it comes to accountability. Um, you know, to not be afraid that, you know, you're going to be wrong, you know? At least that's, that's my issue sometimes. Sometimes I don't like being told what to say I'm doing something wrong because in my mind, I don't see that being wrong. I would say, man, you tripping, man. I'm not doing A, B, C, and D. I'm so quick to go into defense mode. But then after moments of reflecting a situation or habits that I'm doing, you know, the person who I'm conversing with who's trying to help me get better, um, they bring out their viewpoints or situations where I am acting out of line. And that's when I'm able to really reflect on myself and get in line with the word of God and say, okay, like I can respond and say, okay, I was wrong for doing that. I need to change this habit and I need to do better. Um, for sure, definitely. But I do think accountability is important. Um, I think without, it's like how, how the word says, it's not good for man to be, it's not good for man to be alone because I'm going to bring up the most controversial, the most <laughs> Thing that's talked about in the Bible, which is in the very, very beginning, um, with Adam, Adam and Eve, Eve was alone with the serpent when that happened, and she got deceived into eating the the forbidden fruit. And then that's kind of the things that, that happened when we're alone. Imagine what would happen if Adam was by her side to not make her do that, or how many situations. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Look, Adam would have some 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 black forces on, man. <laughs> Stop that snake out! Like, get out of here. Um, but I definitely do think that we have to be surrounded by people who we don't need a, a yes man when it comes to accountability. We definitely need that person who is who who can talk bluntly but with love, though. I think there's definitely a, a balance between when you are trying to direct your brother or your sister in Christ down a righteous pathway. Um, you gotta have that balance between showing love but also being stern, let them know that. What they're doing is not um, pleasing in God's eyes. I think there's a balance between that. Wording is definitely something that is definitely important. It can either steer a person in the wrong direction to make them to keep going, or it can actually encourage them and make them want to repent and turn from their ways. Uh, but I do think accountability is definitely important, especially in, in the body of Christ, uh, for sure. Most definitely, bro. Um most definitely so let's talk about discovering let's talk about discovering your purpose uh, uh, your your place in the ministry right mm -hmm. when you when you join into your new ministry and 
I'm realizing this episode's probably going to be kind of short. And most of it was us talking about other stuff. But cool. <laughs> when you go to discover your purpose in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And where you fit in. Isn't it? I, I, I'm. I'm going to say it's important to identify. Your giftings. Mm-hmm. I think before you can discover where you fit in in the ministry, you have to discover what you're good at and what you can do. Don't get me wrong. Now, if you're in a small ministry, you're probably going to be doing stuff that's outside your gifting as well. Yep. Um, but when you get into a ministry, the first thing you need to do, and your leaders should be the ones that really point this out, because if they're grace to lead you, then they're typically the ones that will tell you, like, especially if you're new, maybe you should join this thing. You know what? I feel like you have anointing on you to do this. Uh, your leader's position is to help you to grow. So they're, they're, the part of their job is to be identifying gifts and talents. So if they see that you're just this bubbly, friendly person, that might put you at the door as a greeter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and when you get when your place in the ministry is identified, it's important to it's important to give it give it a real effort. Mm-hmm. Because even if let's say you come from a different walk of life, and this might seem odd to you, let's I'm gonna stick with the greeter thing, right? Mm-hmm. Your leader might be like, "Yo, you're." your grace to be a a greeter at the door and we want you to do that once a month or twice a month right but you might have come to from a situation where you don't even like people come on now so you're sitting here like man what you mean I'm a greeter I don't even like folks you want me to talk to them Mm -hmm. but see what you don't understand about because you can't see everything within yourself Mm mm-hmm all right. That that's that's one of the that's one of the things about people. We don't see what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. We don't see what our true anointings are usually. Mm-hmm. And so they might see that on you. It's important for you to go ahead and go through with it and give it your full effort and give everything you can to it and try not to fight. Don't kick. Don't kick against the prick. Don't fight back because mm-hmm. what what might have been you not liking people before might have been the direct cause of the enemy knowing what your anointing was Mm -hmm. and so he says oh she's this god made her to be a friendly person who's going to easily be able to talk to people about the gospel so what am i going to do i'm going to take some people and I'm gonna drive her to not like people. I'm gonna take these people in her life. I'm always gonna. I'm always gonna have somebody in her life that knows how to betray, how to irritate, how to talk bad about you. All these different negative things to the point where you're not gonna like people because mm-hmm. if you don't want to be around or talk to people, now that anointing that's inside of you that you didn't know you had won't be cultivated. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not gonna try because you're just your whole thing is I don't like people, I don't want to talk mm-hmm. to folks, I don't want to be around them, I don't want to this, I don't want to that. But in the whole time, God's like, this is what I put inside you, and mm-hmm. I need it to be developed. So now when you get into Christ, God, Holy Spirit's gonna tell your leaders, put them at the front door, have them greet, mm-hmm. teach them, teach them, mm-hmm. and. When you find that place that you're supposed to be at, unless and I'm keeping with this greeter thing, watch the breakthrough and transformation that happens with you while you're mm-hmm. operating within a place that and within a gifting that God has. Mm-hmm. Watch the transformation that happens when you're operating in the place of servitude that God has placed you in his body. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um one of the things that hit my spirit as you were speaking, Mike, was God created us, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he built things inside of us, correct? That was true. So, who are we to say or do to operate in just one thing 
unless he calls us to only that one thing. It's like God has instilled so many things in us we don't even know because sometimes we're just so laser focused on one gifts when he has plenty built inside us we haven't tapped into yet. And it's through experiences and it's through us being sensitive to what he's calling us to do where we're able to cultivate other things. Um, as you were speaking, um, the Holy Spirit brought to my attention, it's like a cell phone. Like, Mike, you, you know how your phone operates, but have you ever let someone else use your phone and they did something crazy where you said, oh, I didn't know my phone could, could do that? Yeah, I didn't know I could use my phone to pay for stuff. It's, it's the same thing like us. Like, no, we're, no, we're, say, hey, I'm, I'm in the music ministry. No, all I know is music, and I'm going to just stay in this realm, and then that's it. But then God said, yeah, that's good, but I also want you to be part of the, the finance committee. But God, I, I'm i not good at math. I I was in remedial math, remedial math on my four years of high school. I can't be doing math. But then it's like, it's not what you say is what I can do through you. And I think not many people realize that. You know it's truly a gift when it's not you doing it, but it's the Holy Spirit moving through you. Like, Mike, you know me. I'm like Moses. I got to stutter when I speak. So it's like I don't even feel comfortable doing that. But I remember when someone prophesied over me and they said, God is going to use you to speak to people and motivate others in a room. And now the way how I speak now in front of people and on a podcast and and so many other things I'm I can see, oh wow, I do have a voice that God can use. And the same thing like with each and every one of us, like it's special features within inside us that we haven't tapped into yet. But if you got in touch with the manufacturer who actually created you and allow for him to use you in different situations and realize which apps inside of you and you can say, Hey, I didn't know I could do that. It's the same way with a cell phone, how if you didn't know that phone can do that. You never realize how much you can do that in a different situation with a whole other gift you haven't even touched yet. Very true. Mm. Very true. I'm still working. Let me just erase these cards. Um. <laughs> yeah, I still got it. Not Macy's. Saga of the Macy's card that I got for Christmas and I haven't used. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. That's funny. But yeah, man, I feel like yeah, I feel like. You should always give a hundred, and there's going to be a lot of times when you don't feel like you can. There's going to be a lot of times when you, you know, or maybe you can't give a hundred, but give what you can towards fulfilling your purpose and the function that you fit within the body. Because even if you don't realize it, when you when you get saved and you find community, and you find that church, and you find your place in it, the community becomes one more, uh, one more, uh, they be- it becomes fuller. You were a part that they were missing. And if you back out or pull away, they're going to feel that because they're going to be missing it again. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to keep look at it the same way Paul was talking about, like, as body parts. You might think it's the toenail on the pinky toe is insignificant. But tear it off and see how you feel and how you walk. Are you eventually going to be able to walk straight? Yeah, but it's you're going to feel that it's missing. You're always going to feel that it's missing until you get another one. Mm-hmm. So, I would just encourage everybody to when you get you know when you get become a believer, go ahead and get in there. Like jump in two feet. I understand some of us may be cautious and whatever because of you know different things that we may have experienced in the past and whatnot. But if you feel led to a certain body to a certain ministry, you feel this is the one God is leading you to jump in and when you find your place in it you know go ahead and labor in that place and 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 function in that place that god has called you to in that ministry 
And next episode, we're going to be talking about purpose. Hey! Yeah. Turn up. Purpose. Oh, that's the fun one. Mm-hmm. But I think I can't um, wait. I think this. Uh, I think this like twenty minutes of <laughs> <laughs> this twenty minutes of talking about the topic was was a good one. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. You know, we've all look. It's all about the depth of it. it doesn't matter how long it is. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh yes, that's, that's a funny. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Already know. <laughs> hey, good thing Christy was like Christy was like, pause, pause. She would have definitely paused on you on that one. I was like, man, whatever. But You're like, yo, what did I say? I didn't say no, for, for real, that's how I would be. I'm like, I didn't say nothing, man. Y'all tripping. That, that that's how I would have said it. That's all I'll be saying. Like, man, I ain't say nothing this time. And you're like, pause, Mike. For what? Uh, yeah. Like, like, bro, I wouldn't talk about nothing for real. Like, what I do? I want to know what I do. Nah, that's just their filthy minds. But nah, it's all good. That's all good. I, mean, I, ain't, I ain't gonna call them out like that. But yeah. I mean, we all got got, got dirty thoughts. But it's all good. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> this has been the Godman Podcast. <laughs> well, we gonna pretend I, like we don't have bad thoughts. I, okay, I'll, I'll be quiet. I'm, I'm gonna go send a timeout, guys. I'm gonna go send a timeout. I mean, I, you I and I both much. thought the same thing when you got done saying that. That's true. So That's true. Yeah, we're, like, we're gonna pretend like we don't have those thoughts. <laughs> Getting back right. to writing my horror, my horror book. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let, let me let me go to prayer and meditation to vote myself. Clearly, Hi, goodness. Get All right, let, mind. Look, you playing around. I got to leave worship tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got to do my media ministry duties. Anyways, y'all, this has been the Godman Podcast. This is your humble host, Rock. And hey, also yo, your yo. host, Mike. Hey, All yo, right, yo. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut is, up. This is, you know... This is that man, you know what I mean? This is Mr. Six Mile coming at you. Six from from Six Mile to to Terra Boulevard. I'm joking. I ain't never lived in Terra Boulevard. That's trashy. <laughs> from the D to the A. What and I'm not talking right about the song. What is going on right now? Gang, gang, about that slime. You can reach us. You can reach us via Carrier Pigeon. What is this, Harry Potter? (laughs) (laughs) Or Messenger Raven. Guys, I don't know what's going on right now. I'll be honest. I don't know what's going on right now. Okay, we're... It's it's something about Saturday that's making me and Mike very roofy right now, but we're good. Uh, good. You can reach us via... Email at thegodbandpodcast.com, which, hey, man, like, all the people that's listening, I kind of feel some type of way, because we got all these listens when these, these listenses, all these, I can't say viewerships, these, all these, all these listens, it sounds, it feels weird to say listens instead of views. Yeah. But uh, all these listens that we have, right? And I'm not even counting the YouTube stuff because I haven't even looked at the YouTube stuff. But just across the podcasting platforms, we got a lot of listens. And no no interaction, no engagement from our fans at all, mm. our listeners. I won't even say fans, our listeners. I feel some type of way about that. I need y'all to uh-uh. I need y'all to clean that up, you know, participate. We can't keep making content just, you know, not knowing how y'all feel about it. You know, we want, you know, y'all to go ahead and engage with us. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe if we put this in the beginning of the podcast. I feel like the problem is people don't make it to the ends. <laughs> I guess. But, um, yeah. You know, you can communicate with us. You know, drop a like, comment, and subscribe. You know, 
reach out to us on Apple Podcast or the Godman Podcast at gmail.com. We would actually prefer that method. Uh send us prayer requests and whatnot. You know, we got you. Big intercessor on deck. Um, Come on now. <laughs> uh or you can reach us on our social medias. I'm sorry, his social medias. <laughs> I just oh, cleaned up. Hey. Uh 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 the Godman Podcast on all the social media platforms. That's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We have a lot of people on Facebook that view the page. Turn up. It is a lot. I don't know if you've noticed this, bro. There's a lot yeah. of people viewing our stuff on Facebook. Oh, I'm hey. and stuff. You've been doing a great job, Rodney. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I had to make sure we kept on doing what we doing on the marketing side, guys. I had to make sure we get we re-upped. Listen, y'all, when Rodney finally get his stuff together and move to Georgia, we'll have video format coming for y'all. Turn up. Yep, Godman Podcast Studios. It's in the works. Spiritually. It's only crazy until it happens. Spiritually in the works, but you know, God's working behind the scenes. Yeah, so those are the ways you can reach us. Uh, uh, we look forward to hearing from y'all finally. And uh, we got a surprise coming for y'all soon. Turn up. We have a real surprise. We're gonna be shaking things up at. It's not gonna be Godman Studios, is it? Because eventually, I feel like we're gonna change the name of this podcast. You think so? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about I, that. You know, we'll talk, talk after that. You, I'll talk to you why later. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll stay on the line. Stay on the line until this ends, okay? Yeah, but uh, we're gonna have a very big shake up and surprise coming for y'all very soon within a month. So, yeah, yeah. All right, peace out. See y'all.